Topic for today is joy. Amen. The topic for today is joy. And we are going to dive straight into it. I'm trusting God that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, everything that is leaking your joy will be exposed and evicted out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. But we have tweaked the outline, we tweaked the outline time and again um, to have four sections this time. We have the open section, we have the study scriptures, we have the discussion questions, then we have the commit section. Um, the first question there is this, do you know anyone that remains joyful? In times of adversity, that character is very joyous. In times of adversity and uncertainty, what strikes you most about them? Do you know anyone? Have you met anyone like that, that in spite of adversity or uncertainty of whatever they are going through, they, they just seem to be joyful regardless? Does anybody know anybody like that? Or is this world... Depleted of such great people. Do, do you know anybody like that? You do? Um, who else? You do? Okay. So give him the mic. Give her the mic. And let's see how that goes. What strikes you about them? Yeah, tell us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I was an uh, Anglican, so our venerable, uh, his wife, died on Sunday. And he came to church, he covered her up, and he came to church, preach, you know, even Whoa. the preach, the, our venerable. His wife died on Sunday. On Sunday, ah. in the morning. So, and he came to church, preach, even he was laughing with, you know, dancing when, she, dancing when ah. he was preaching. So, after the preaching, and he said, my wife is on bed. Say, what happened? Even people are like, where is, your, where is his wife? Where is that? And he told people, like, okay, his wife is on bed, cover up, he's dead this morning. And people were like, ah. you know, I was surprised. And your wife, and you are still happy, rejoicing this way. So it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and he didn't kill her. He's a very rebel. Who do that? Wow. I mean, I know someone that has his sister died and he still went to, it was a Thanksgiving service and he still went to preach and danced. And he was, he was, he was in so much pain. But he says to God, you are bigger than this. Ah. Then some of us, we have flat tire. We are pointing our fingers to God. May fire not consume your hand. In Jesus' name. I mean, look at that. I like to meet that man. As he's just to shake his hands. The great man. I can't even imagine it. Ah, I see also. Okay. Can we have the next question? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, the, the person I know, it happens to be my mom. She inspires me. She never goes sad, you know, when we're growing up and... There's no food in the house. My mom is happy. She's excited. And we are wondering, what are we going to eat tonight? She's like, God will provide, you know. Amen. And then um, there was a time she assumed a position in the, in, I mean, a public position. And some people were out to tarnish her name. Her name was in the newspapers. And, you know, there were a lot of things written against her. But you will never catch her thinking. You know, you find mm. her praising God. You know, waking up in the middle of the night, she's praising God. In the morning, she's praising God. And I'm like, what are you praising God about? You know, things like that. So... Awesome. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so we, we go on. I mean, fantastic. You know, so joy is amazing because sometimes when we, when we are living our lives, we think that the purpose of our lives is so that um, everything that is happening to us will be good 
in this, how do I put it? It's, we, talk, we think that the purpose of our life is for us to be happy, for us to have, um, 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 uh, I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully so that, you know, you don't get the wrong impression. But we, 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 we think that the purpose of life is for us to get cookies. And the truth is that God has a bigger picture and sometimes we go through stuff and we think that, no, something must be wrong here. Something, I mean, how can he, he's a man of God. How can his wife die on a Sunday morning? Not even on a Friday. Where is his God? You know, some people would say, if I'm serving a living God, where are you? And the, the truth is that God sometimes allow some things to happen so that we become all that he has created us to be. God is more committed to your holiness. That is the first, fill in the blanks there, the first blank, to your holiness over your happiness. God is more committed to your character over your comfort. If God needs to choose among what will make you holy or what will make you happy, I mean, God wants you to be happy, don't get me wrong, God wants us to be happy. But if God needs to choose between what will make us holy, and what will make us happy, what will he choose? If we choose what will make us holy, sometimes it would make us happy. But God will choose what will make us holy because when we become holy, we become a partaker of his, of his nature because he's holy. If God needs to choose between what will, what will um, uh, give us comfort and what will build character in us, what do you think if we choose? If we choose what will build character in us. But sometimes, you see, many times, not just sometimes, what builds character is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. That's, that's just the truth. That's just how it is. But you see, regardless of what comes, God wants us to be joyful. Like, our sister's mom, like our brother's pastor, former pastor. The pastor's wife is still alive. <laughs> like, your, like, your, like our brother's former pastor. <laughs> God still empowers us to be joyful and expects us to be joyful. And we are moving straight to the scriptures. In Psalm 118 verse 24, the word of God says in Psalm 118 verse 24 that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will what? Rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. That the Lord has made. So we start by acknowledging God's sovereignty. Then it goes with your choice. If he says we will rejoice, what does that mean? It means that it's it is we choose to rejoice. I mean, the I mean I can't I can't just but keep going back to these examples that we're giving. The, the man of God that woke up on a Sunday, was that the day that the Lord has made? Yes, so check. Will he rejoice and be glad in it? It's his choice. He did check. Our sister, when she wakes up and she sees all the uh, character assassination in, in going on and around, is it the day that the Lord has made? Will she rejoice and be glad in it? It's her choice. <laughs> 
And when we choose to rejoice and be glad in the day that the Lord has made, we become unstoppable, really. We become unstoppable. Because the enemy just goes bonkers. What do I do to high gain? I mean, we can't seem to weigh her down or weigh him down. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Sometimes we, we let our joy escape as it were. We let our joy vanish. We let our joy dwindle. And like Paul was asking the, the Galatian church in Galatians 4, 15, a part, he says, where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then? Another translation says, where is the joy that you used to have? <laughs> where is the joy? In other words, it's possible for somebody to have the joy of the Lord and for, for things to happen and will make them lose their joy. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will not lose your joy. Where is that joyful heart? You know, you and I, we know people that used to be maybe happy, cheerful, joyful. They all of a sudden, they are sour. They used to be on fire for God, joyful, bubbly. All of a sudden, they are sour. And you look at them, even though you don't say it out, and you're like, where is the joy that this lady used to have? Where is the joy that this man used to have? And if you're that person that people used to look at you and say, where is the joy? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the joy will be restored today in Jesus' name. It will be. Why? Because God says to us, it's an instruction to us in Philippians 4 verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. He says, I will say it again in case you didn't hear it the first time. Do what? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always, I will say it again, rejoice. So, God wants us to rejoice. Yes, there's pressure in the business. Rejoice. Yes, there's pressure at work. Rejoice. Yes, there's pressure in your relationship with your spouse. Rejoice. God says rejoice. There's pressure everywhere. Rejoice. You know, someone says that, ah, Pastor, you were telling us since the beginning of last year that this coming year will be a very tough one for the world, but I didn't know it would be like this. Ah, things are, is it things are, I said, don't say things are hard. No, 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 no. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And God promises us, he says to us in Isaiah 55 verse 12, he says, you will go out in joy. Say amen, say amen, come on. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. He says the mountains and the hills will burst forth into songs before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Everybody can say there's a casting down. You will go out in joy. And, and believe me, you, you, have to, you have to receive it. Everybody can say, they can be saying things are hard. Things are, these things are hard. You will be led forth in peace. In the name of Jesus. The mountains, even inanimate objects, and the eels, when they see you. Now, listen, the joy you are carrying, you know, you can have so much joy. Has it, has it happened to you before that there are certain people that whenever you come, you go to their house, or you enter their office, or you come to their presence, they, you, you, the burden just is lifted. You are, it's like their, their joy is contagious. You know any of such person? You do. God is make, going to make you such a person in the greater dimension in Jesus' name. But what the scripture is saying here is that your joy will be so contagious. Not only, not only that people will catch it, even mountains. Mountains will see you and they begin to rejoice. Did you get that? 
Even inanimate objects will rejoice. Hills will clap. The fields, trees will clap their hands. Oh, Fabi Monet is coming. Oh, rejoice, rejoice. Everybody's dancing, rejoice. <laughs> That's mine. That is mine. That's my portion. And that's your portion. In the name of Jesus. That's God's promise to you and I. And that's what the kingdom of God is about. The kingdom of God does not expire when we go to another year. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a kingdom of God. In, in Romans 14, 17, the word of God says in Romans 14, 17, it says, for the kingdom of God is not in a matter of eating and drinking and, 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 and happenings. It says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and what? And joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that is the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. So if you have a situation that doesn't have any of the three, particularly the joy in the Holy Spirit, it's not the kingdom of God. You have no business there. Is it that you are there to influence and establish the kingdom of God there, or you shouldn't be there in the first place? In your homes, there has to be righteousness. There has to be peace. There has to be joy in the Holy Spirit. In your homes, there has to be. Why? Because the Word of God says you will break out in joy. You will be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will burst forth into song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. What are they clapping for? They are clapping for? clapping for you. They are rejoicing with you. <laughs> so beautiful. And that scripture in Romans 14 gives us a clue into the source of this joy. You know? It says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy where? In the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Holy Spirit. You know? Some people need to take some form of substance to get high and to get excited. And those substance wear out after that they are sober and sorrowful. Then they want to wipe away the sorrow again. They take the substance. But you and I, we have the Holy Ghost that is constantly with us. So we are on a constant high. Constant high. Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, the scripture says that I'd rather you be filled with the Holy Spirit than with what? Than with wine. Why does the Lord compare the Holy Spirit with wine? Because wine makes you tipsy. It intoxicates. Listen, the Holy Ghost also intoxicates. It makes you tipsy. (laughs) But the difference is there's no hangover. <laughs> because it's an everlasting tipsiness. So don't try and fill your life with substance in the bid to try to be happy. Don't try and fill your life with things that is not of God. It's not taking you closer. It has nothing to do with God. In a bid to want to be happy. I have, a, I have, I should be happy myself. Don't fill your life with stuff. Seek to fill your life with the Holy Spirit. You need to cut off every other thing that leaves you hung over the following day. And wondering why you did what you did. I used to have a pastor that used to drink a lot. 
I mean, he used to drink a lot. Before he got saved, they told him that how many years they have left because he's drunk so much, his liver is, they practically condemned his liver. Show you how much he drinks. He used to drink. I mean, this guy is, they told him he has a few years left. This, this was about over 20 years ago. Yes, it was my pastor 20 years ago. And this guy is over 50 today. So, in God. So, God must have given him a little liver, have he? Anyway. He said, he used to say, even when he got saved, he used to drink. He still used to drink. He would drink. He would come for vigil. Sacked up. <laughs> and he would say, the Bible says, I'd rather you be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible does not say it's compulsory. Adrada. What does Adrada mean? That's his defense. He says, Adrada means this is not bad, but this is better. So, Adrada, you choose this than this. So, I, I have chosen this. <laughs> and we shark, I shark. Until one day, he had a teaching like this. And he said to God, he had tried to stop drinking when he got the medical report. You know, he was just walking, he just slumped, and they took him to the hospital. And, 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 they said, and the doctor said to him, the reason he slumped and he was going to die was, before he got saved, he said by himself that he was going to stop drinking. So he stopped drinking. So the doctor says that, he, he drinks so much that he cannot just stop drinking. That if he stops drinking, his body will, will shut down. So maybe he used to take 20 bottles a day. He has to come down to 17. Then, so he said to God, okay, okay, fine. You say, you have said that you want me to be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit, not with wine. Okay, if I stop, I will die. That is what the doctors has told him. And God told him he wouldn't die. And God filled him with the Holy Spirit. And he said, he didn't even know that he still had beer in his fridge. He says, one day he just opened his fridge and he saw filled with stout. And he had no taste for it. Until today, he's still alive. He didn't slump, he didn't die. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm not saying the doctors don't know what they're saying. They, they do know what they're saying. What they're saying, what the doctor said is probably right. But you see, the Holy Spirit is supernatural. And supernatural doesn't have to follow a natural law. Praise the name of the Lord. So, God is saying, the joy that is in the kingdom is where? In the Holy Spirit. And it is in working with God. It's in our relationship with God. It's as we, we, we get into God that we get into his life and his joy. James, sorry, um, Psalm 16 verse 11, the voice translation, says to us that instead you direct me in the path that leads to a beautiful life. God will direct you in a path that leads to a beautiful life. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I walk with you. Everybody say, walk with you. As I walk with you, the pleasures are unending. This pleasure. You know, Obus, um, you say, you did tutori me. You know, this tutori is unending. You know. <laughs> and I know true joy and contentment. As you walk with God, there's a tutoring that happens that you are just excited. And people around you are like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? I mean, how can you explain a pastor that wakes up on a Sunday morning? The devil is wicked. Took his forehead. I don't know. It's just the toughest thing anybody can go through. 
And the man still went faithful. People are serving God, though. People are serving God. Faithful. Still showed up. Still preached. Still counseled people. Still prayed with people. Ah. That's a work with God. That's a work with God. So there's a joy that comes in the place where we work with God. There, there is a, there, it, says, it says that as I work with you, the pleasures are unending. You know, when something is pleasurable, you know what that means? You know, something is sweet. This thing is sweet. I'm praying that everything that has been sucking your joy, God will shut their mouths. Every leakage to your joy tank will be sealed. And God will fill you with joy to the overflowing. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will give you divine totori. (laughs) That is never ending. So you can know the joy. And it comes, like I said, the the key, the the, um, Romans 14, 7, gave us the key. I mean, Psalm 16, 11, opened it up for us. Opened it up for us. So when we go through trials, when we go through challenges, we should realize that God wants us to rise above them and remain joyful. James 1, 2, and 3. James 1, 2, and 3. The word of God says in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. That consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, there there is joy and there is pure joy. God says, consider it what? Pure joy. When you face trials of, of many kinds, that's, that doesn't really add up. <laughs> you know, so this thing called joy, you know, it appears to be different from our idea of what happiness is. God says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. So if I have a trial, for instance, God says I should consider it what? So, if I have many kinds of trials, God wants me to consider it as what? Pure joy. Now, is it because I'm crazy? Or is it because I'm in denial? Or is it because I'm just trying to look on the other side? Or is it just a pep talk? Or is it just motivational speaking? Why? And God shows us why. He says, because you know that the Testing of your faith produces perseverance. In other words, another treasure says that the, the trial of your faith works patience. Another treasure calls it endurance. So, in other words, you become mature. You, you, you become solid. So, the reason you are counting it all joy, not because it is pleasant, it's because it's going to work maturity in you. And maturity cannot be bought with money. Maturity cannot be obtained by anointing oil. Nobody can splash an anointing of maturity on you. Receive it. It's not going to happen. And God wants you to be mature. God wants me to be mature. God God wants you and I to be mature. So God is saying, when you go through different kinds of trials and tribulation, count it all joy. Why? Because it is making you stronger. 
It is making you what? Stronger. And God says, when you are stronger, I am happy. Why? Because when you are stronger, you become stronger, and you become stronger, and you become stronger. What's going to happen? You will break the back of the adversity. That's what will happen. You know, when, 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 when the word of God says that, um, by the anointing, the yoke is broken, it's destroyed. I've explained it before, that when the word of God says that by the anointing, the yoke is destroyed, what it really means is that the picture painted in that scripture is, is that of a, an oxen that has been yoked with a wooden yoke and is yoked together with another oxen and they are both made to plow. So God is saying that that oxen will get stronger and bigger and stronger and bigger and until that yoke breaks from his neck. Do you get that? So, so even by the anointing that the yoke will be destroyed, it is as you increase in capacity. Isaac said to Esau, Esau said, oh, don't you have a blessing for me? Isaac said, no, I have made him your master. I've made him your master. But, but, when you become restless, when you become restless, you will shake his yoke off your neck. What that means is that your growth is linked to your destiny. If you don't grow, you cannot fulfill your destiny. If you don't become restless, if you don't, if you don't increase in capacity, you can't fulfill your destiny. And, and guess what? what? What strengthens you is, is what? Trials. But unfortunately, there are people here that they are, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this by the Spirit of God. There are people in this place that where you are right now, the trials you are facing, you should not be facing them anymore. It's like, it's like trials of, of primary school when you're supposed to be in university. The reason you're still facing that trial is because you have been carrying over the same thing. You're carrying over, you're not passing the exam, you're not passing the exam, you're not passing the exam. You are not passing the exam. And I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will pass the exam. Someone here, that's the story. Maybe more than one person. You're facing a particular challenge over and over and over. And the reason is that you have refused to grow. You have refused to pass it. So it's it's still kindergarten stuff. When you should be cracking bones and solving abstract algebra. You're still doing two times two. Is this not, not, not good enough? What's one plus one? Come on, what's one plus one? Someone say, oh, Pastor, I don't trust you. What are you up to? <laughs> what is one plus one? <laughs> okay, please give her the mic. She says 10,000. Oh, you were joking. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> you see, <laughs> she's reading under. Now, one plus one is two for kindergarten, primary school students, even some secondary school students. But at the end of secondary school, when they say one plus one, you should ask in what base. If you, if you finished YEC and they ask you one plus one and you don't ask in one base, something is wrong with your mathematics. You should ask in one base because one plus one is one zero in base two. It's two in base ten. When you do mathematics, maybe to the level of some, of some people that I know, Maybe not us, some people that I know. 
and they ask you one plus one, you won't only ask in what base, you will ask at what speed. Not at what velocity, at what speed. So, one plus one, so what am I saying? So, if I say one plus one at what speed, I mean, you are still doing one plus one of primary school. Meanwhile, they are trying to give you one plus one in different bases. Then they are still trying to now upgrade you to one plus one at different speeds. God wants you to grow. And sometimes it is the afflictions that God will allow to grow us. God doesn't need to be the one, doesn't need to set the exam. You know, life is broken. The world is a terrible place. Nothing happens by God's approval. Not a bird from, from, falls from the sky without God knowing. Do you know that? Not a bread, not no bread can fall without God approving. So nothing can happen to the strand of your air without God knowing. So if something is happening to you, God is aware. He may not be the one doing it, but he's aware. He's allowed it. And if God has allowed it, it will be to his glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. So God is saying, bring up that scripture again. Count it all. Joy. Count it, not all joy. Count it, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Why? Because these trials are going to make you stronger. You are not considering it joyful because you are enjoying it. I know, I mean, the trials, nobody is. Even Jesus, let me tell you something, even Jesus is not like the cross. Jesus. The son of God. He did not like the cross. Jesus, I was telling everybody, eh, for this purpose I was born. I was I'm born to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I, he saw the thing. He said, ah, Father, if it is your will, <laughs> let this come cross over me. I read that and said, I said, Jesus, even you too. Nobody. And the, that's why I love the word of God. The word of God is plain. The Bible says he despised the cross. Nobody enjoys any tribulation. I don't. Jesus didn't, so why should I? You endure it. The Bible says he endured the shame. But he received the glory. As you endure the cross and endure the shame, you will receive the glory in Jesus' name. But will you pass your exam? I pray that you will. Pray that you will. Discussion questions. Quickly. Number one. What does the Bible ask us to regard as pure joy and why? I've answered that already. <laughs> Number two. How might How might you differentiate between happiness and joy? Is one more important than the other? I mean, from this teaching, you can see that it's like this happiness is different from joy. Praise the name of the Lord. How can we differentiate one from the other? Anybody? Anyone? <clears throat> How might you differentiate between happiness and joy? And is one different from the other? Okay, their hands. I didn't see the hands. Okay, give her the hand. The mic. Both of them. Then we go from there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, happiness depends on um, 
what is um, happening to you at the moment. Right. Yeah. So if um, it's something that is um, positive, right. then you're happy. But joy is irrespective of whatever is going on around you. You are joyful in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay. Is there anything different? Same thing. Is it? Okay. Different. Okay. I think uh, we don't have uh, everlasting happiness, but right. we have everlasting joy. Amen. <laughs> you don't have everlasting joy. Okay. So happiness, like Pastor Lambe said, happiness depends on happenings. Happenings. So something happens, a good thing, you're happy. Another thing happens, you're not happy. Happiness is fleeting, like you said, because it happens, you're happy, it doesn't, how long does it last? Okay, have you noticed? Oh, you've been praying, 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 praying for a new car, new car, new car, new car. Boom, you get a new car. You are really happy, you're somersaulting, you're working on your head. After two weeks, what happens? Now pray, 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 pray. I will marry or I die. I will marry or I die. I will marry or I die. <laughs> you pray, pray, pray. Fast, 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 fast. Everyone say, oh yeah, come on, marry. Then you marry. I mean, a lady said to me that, Pastor, you sold us the a fake product. <laughs> I said, well, it's not me that sold you fake product. <laughs> it's you that chose fake product. But by the way, it's not fake product. That's just how it is. You're happy. Then, then what? Then what? Another lady said to me, ah, pastor, marriage is overhyped. She's just married for six months. I said, you have not even started. I said, it's overhyped. <laughs> six months, baby. Say, oh, it's overhyped. It's not overhyped. You overhyped it. If you have been listening to what I've been saying since. <laughs> have I not been saying it? Eh? Have I saying it's bad? No, it's not bad. It's great. It's fantastic. But it makes you happy. <laughs> you cannot... You see, let me say something about happiness that is different from, from joy. You can't, like, both of them just nailed it. You cannot sustain a perpetual state of happiness. It's impossible. But you can have a perpetual state of joy. Perpetual state of joy. In fact, you, you, you know what the Holy Ghost was telling me? While I was preparing for this, can I share it with you? Of course I will. He said to me, and I thought, I was like, wow, that happiness is enhanced when you receive. That joy is enhanced when you give. Well, only one person got that. <laughs> okay, the rest of us, we did. We are writing it frantically. Happiness is enhanced when you receive. That joy is enhanced when you give. Is, is it that? Ah, and I was now thinking that it was just exploding in my mind and in my spirit. You know, isn't that fantastic? Don't you know the, the joy of serving? I, said, I mean, when you serve, the joy, when you help people, people that cannot help you back, you know, the joy of giving when you put food on someone's table or you pay somebody's school fees and, and you see the joy in their face. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? They are happy, you are joyful. That's why it's more blessed to what? Than to... Than to receive. So he said to me that that's it. And, 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 and that you, 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 you enhance... Your state of being joyful by giving, by serving, by giving your life, by being of value, by, by pouring out. It says you, 
get the state of, being, of happiness when you receive? Should you receive, of course. Question number three. Have you had times that you were low in joy? What happened? Share that in your house fellowship. Question number four. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for time. I want to, I want to, I want to finish by, by eight. You know, um, I want us to be targeting eight for tribes. So, you answer question three in your, in your life group. Question number four. Since, even if you don't finish it exactly, don't say pastor is it too. <laughs> I say I'm targeting. <laughs> question number four. Since the joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah 8.10, how does one obtain the Lord's joy? That's one we need to answer here. Since the joy, you know, you know that song, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah is from Nehemiah 8:10. How do you obtain the joy of the Lord? We said it in this teaching. Yeah, tell us. Put up your hands so they can give you the mic. Anybody else? Most joyful bunch are quiet. Yes. Can you? <clears throat> being filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't hear you. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. That is correct. Any, can anybody put it in another way that can be... Uh, okay, it's... It, 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 Starting and maintaining a walk with the Holy Spirit, a walk with God. As you walk with God, the more you walk with God, it's, you know, like Psalm 1, 1, um, Psalm 16, verse 11, that says that as I walk with you, the pleasures are unending, and I know the true joy. And I know true joy and contentment. Last question. Number five. Losing one's joy is usually the beginning of backsliding. Almost all the cases of people that I know that are backsliding, it starts with losing their joy. What causes the beginning of spiritual death and the departing of the joy of the Lord? I'm not sure I phrased that question as I, as I wanted to. But basically what, I, what I'm saying is, What happens when somebody wants to begin to backslide? The first thing the enemy attacks is their joy. So when the enemy is attacking your joy, you know where he's going. It's not really after after your joy, it's after your life. So, um, what causes us to succumb that the question? That's the question I want to ask. <laughs> what do you understand? Do you understand this question? Adasa, do you understand this question? Somewhat. I, I wasn't clear. I'm, I'm still trying to understand. I'm trying to communicate what I'm, what I'm trying to, to teach. But the truth that I want to communicate is this. Every time someone wants to backslide, the first thing the enemy attacks is what? Is their joy. Is their joy. How can we make sure that doesn't happen to us? Have you seen that happen to anybody? Yes. No? Yes. Thank you. The only way we can make it not to become real is no matter how the, the, the temptation comes, right. you should not live to serve God. Right. should continue. As you are continuing serving God, the Lord will strengthen you. Amen. And it will get to a point that the devil will have no authority to come and challenge you to make those things Amen. that will weigh you down not to serve God again. Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hello. 
Um, my brother, uh, my brother, um, Gold last year, he impregnated, uh, although he's a pastor, but impregnated another person out, I mean, while he still have, um, he's still married to your, fa- your, fama- your, fama your brother, your, my brother, my brother. Your brother yes. is a pastor. Pastor. Impregnated so somebody impregnated else. someone. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we are still praying for him, though. Because um, at, at, at the end of the day, when we investigated everything, and it's like um, he, he wants a male child. He wants a male child. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the reason. Okay. So what has that got to do with this? Um, <laughs> we are still praying for him, though. <laughs> okay, you want us to pray for him? No, we are still praying. I mean, family, we are still praying for him. Okay, okay. okay. I think I get it. Now, he allowed the fact that he wanted yes. a male child, child to, no. to steal his joy. Oh, exactly. And that led to backsliding. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's totally amazing. Now, it, it's, it, in, his, in his own case, and I, and I know a lot of people like that, you know, for some people, the female child, you know, a man said that all these boys that he has, that boys don't take care of their father when they are old. It's girls that take care of their father. That he, doesn't, he wants girl by all means. And if you, if, you, if you allow anything to steal your joy, it will lead to you backsliding. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Thank I think you. along with um, discontentment, like um, right. um, I'll say one thing I observe is um, the pride, that feeling of entitlement. So sometimes when um, you feel entitled to something and thing doesn't come, and then God is giving you, um, telling you to, um, lack of a better word, chill, pride sets in. It should have been this way after all. Don't they, you know, don't they, you begin to come up with different when the enemy starts to whisper to you, they should have known, it should have been this, should have been that, but it's, all that is really speaking, your pride talking to you, and it will definitely lead to um, a lack of joy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, yeah. Anybody else want to talk? Anybody else? Yeah, take your hand, we take that, and, and we wrap it up. Him, her, wrap it up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when the venerable about to finish the preaching, right. said if he didn't uh, come to church to preach or to like be her home, be crying that God said he's going to raise a stone to replace him. So oh. people was like, wow. So it's like that's that's a levels. That's a levels. I understand that. How's the levels? You know? <clears throat> that's not one plus one. <laughs> that's one plus one at what speed? How's <laughs> the levels? You know? And sometimes, you know, God has dealt with me like that in different areas. You know, sometimes it appears that the way he said it, it will appear that, ah, God is hard, cha. you know. But it appears hard because, you know, it's just like when you were, uh, when we were, for instance, there was a time my elder brother was doing common entrance. And I'm, I'm like four years behind him. And my mom is giving him a knock while she's teaching him. And I just peep at the math they are doing and I say, yay, I'm dead. <laughs> I don't even understand anything in that book, you know, on that sheet of paper. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, at my, maybe I was in primary two, three, when it was in common entrance. So, I could not understand the maths it was solving. So it's easy to look at. So sometimes when we look at those kind of people's lives, we don't understand what God is doing with them. 
You just don't understand it. You know? But it's okay, you understand very soon. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. Who has amen with the side of their mouth? <laughs> you understand very soon because you will pass your exams. Say amen. amen. And you will be promoted. Say amen. Uh-huh. Then you'll be eating bones. So that is the level right there. So God will say, go and preach. You don't want to preach? That's not a problem. It's because of, it's not a babe. God will not deal with a babe like that. Okay. Thank you. Last question or comment? Beginning of um, spiritual death. One of the ways we can quickly lose our joy is when we don't worship with other Christians, when we don't worship with community. children of God. And I can, yeah, community. I can, I can remember so many times over and over again when I've come to, to church, not, not feeling like I should feel, and then I go back, I'm also, you know, fired up, I'm rejoicing and, and thankful. You know, there's a song that says, I love the thrill that I feel. When I gather together with God's wonderful people, it's actually very, very real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you come, the place is filled with joy. There are people that are carrying overflowing joy. You just shake their hands and there's transmission. You don't know. We just feel loads are being lifted off you. Bodies are being lifted. You are filled with joy. Community is so powerful. If I one of the easiest way the enemy destroys people is to pull them out of community. It pulls them isolation. It pulls them out of community. It says, oh, you're fine. You can pray in your room. You can pray in your house. Don't need to come to church. It pulls them out of community. Then after a while, they, it's like the illustration given is that when you have a bonfire, you have a little firewood in the fire, and you pull one stick out of the fire, what happens to that stick? It will still be, it will still have flame, right? So the stick will feel, ah, there's fire. I'm, I'm cool. But after a while, what happens? It dies down until it's totally extinguished. And the fire can only be rekindled when it's plugged back into community. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. The commitments we are going to say together, Father, joy flows from you like a river. Today I commit to or recommit to walk with you. Abide in your presence. Walk in your will. Your perfect plan for me so that my life will overflow with joy, healing, and lifting everyone that I come in contact with. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's bow our hearts and let's just pray. Let's just commit our lives to God. That God's life will flow in us and through us. And if you are here, you are like, I've not even started a work with God. I've not even started my work with God. I've not even started. I've not even started. Pastor, pray with me. Oh, I used to be, I used to be fired up. I'm like that, that stick that has been pulled out of fellowship and the fire is coming. I want to come back to God. Pastor, can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Wherever you are seated, you're like, that is me. Pray with me. Put up your hand and I'll pray with you quickly. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well over your head. The rest of us, let's just say to the Lord, thank you for your joy. Let your joy overflow in my life. Let the springs of joy let it overflow. Let it overflow in my life. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Holy Spirit of the living God, let a spring of joy, let it overflow in my life. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. We pray for everyone that is committed to you today even online, even right now, everyone that is reconnecting to, their, to the source of life, the source of joy, the Holy Spirit. Father, help us 
to stay in that perpetual state of excitement in the Holy Spirit, of joy in the Holy Spirit. My Father, as we walk with you, that the, the pleasures, let them never end, O oh God. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.